Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Friday, June 9th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine, here again with your featured story. On today's show, we're digging into the conflicting benefits and risks nations face when looking at Bitcoin. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Today's featured story is an opinion piece by Coindesk's Daniel Kuhn. Our piece today is entitled, Should Russia Bolster or Ban Bitcoin? Another country is waffling on blockchain. Russia, the belligerent nation led by an egomaniac, has allegedly ditched plans to build a national cryptocurrency exchange, according to local reports surfaced on crypto Twitter by Wu Blockchain's Colin Wu. Instead, the country will write rules allowing the private sector to operate crypto exchanges, a member of the country's legislation reportedly said. The plan for a government-operated crypto exchange appeared to date back to 2022, around the time Russian President Vladimir Putin signed a bill banning digital asset payments in the country. At the time, the state's legislature and central bank were locked in a debate over whether to regulate crypto or ban it outright, an option the Bank of Russia preferred. Since then, the government in Russia has considered introducing an experimental legal regime, opening the door for crypto to be used in export-import deals, and tasking special organizations with mining crypto and processing international crypto payments. The country has also come around to the idea of using stateless currencies like Bitcoin and permissionless stablecoins to skirt international sanctions. In some sense, Russia's scrapping plans for a national crypto exchange, which seems always to have been unspecific, or at least difficult to search on this side of the splinter net, and potentially allowing tightly watched companies to move in, is a perfect encapsulation of the rampant cronyism that's taken root since the collapse of the USSR. It's also a tight bow on the country's strange stance on crypto. And for what it's worth, English-language publications could be overstating whether Russia ever wanted a state-run crypto exchange or mistranslating the country's previous plans to spin up a national agency to license and supervise crypto platforms. But back to the story. Is it surprising that an autocracy has a hot and cold approach to crypto, a suite of technologies that function to undercut middlemen and despots? Putin has imposed internal capital controls to backstop a weakened ruble, in part influencing his decision to ban crypto. At the same time, he's looked to crypto in his attempts to project power overseas. Crypto, being ungovernable, is a double-edged sword for the country. Only recently, apparently, did Russian leaders come to grasp that the use of crypto is basically inevitable and that they'd be better off writing regulations than bans, as my colleague Anna Bidakova reported back in April. This is especially true considering Russia has functionally been cut off from the U.S. dollar-powered global economic infrastructure. 
In fact, a leader of the major Russian mining company BitRiver lauded the finance ministry's most recent move on the grounds that it would minimize the risk of sanctions. He added, funnily enough, that private crypto exchanges would also eliminate possible market monopolies in a country known as much for its oligarchs as for its vodka. It still remains to be seen exactly which crypto exchanges will be allowed to operate and what type of internal controls they would be required to follow. A Russian publication reported that the central bank would probably oversee these platforms. The Department of the Ministry of Finance for the Russian Federation might be another contender, though. It goes without saying that Russian crypto exchanges would be exempt from interacting with U.S. citizens and much of the world. And indeed, crypto occupies a curious place in the world of international politics. For years, Russian citizens have relied on stablecoins like Tether to move money in and out of the country. And yet, by and large, neither the U.S. nor the EU have been all that concerned about crypto being used to avoid their economic blockades. Crypto is undoubtedly, remarkably, and increasingly useful for anyone around the world looking for a way to protect their wealth from volatile fiat currencies or government seizures. And yet, at the same time, the industry does not pose much of a threat to the current order. Some of crypto's biggest advocates have a penchant for overpromising and underdelivering, especially when it comes to disempowering the state. The blockchain, instead, has become one of the most powerful financial forensic tools available to governments. Crypto is part of the reason why we have an approximation of how much North Korea earns from ransomware and internet attacks, and how U.S. investigators have tracked down digital-era drug kingpins. Although crypto represents just a tiny fraction of global crime estimates, every crime committed that interacts with the blockchain becomes a potential honeypot. More importantly, crypto's success in empowering individuals is precisely why it is less of a threat in aggregate. If Russia ever really thought that crypto would be used for mass evasion of capital controls, then the country failed to consider either the user interface or user experience issues that prevent countless people from fully integrating into the crypto economy, or how thoroughly on-ramps into crypto can be controlled. Cryptocurrency can be incredibly potent for good or bad actors looking to skirt oversight who know what they're doing, but is essentially a worse version of Venmo for everyone else. Crypto functions mostly as a symbol, one that borrows heavily from the U.S.'s highest ideals of personal liberty and sovereignty. And so, it's a sad day when Russia slowly liberalizes on the industry as the U.S. works to blot it out. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. Today's episode was edited by Ryan. And for those of you still with us, we'd love to hear what you think. You can send us an email at podcast at coindesk.com. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive, and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at chime.com build. That's chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details.